Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. To the show on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, out of Noonan, Georgia. And on the show today, I have the longtime co-host of the Up All Night show. He's a producer at WBBJ and a Titans fan. Brad Page, welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. Always great to be on here. Brad, before we get into our brackets and talk about March Madness, So on the show yesterday, I talked about how the Falcons traded away Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. They were able to get his replacement. And you're familiar with this guy, Brad. You're a Tennessee Titans fan. Tell me a little bit about Marcus Mariota and what type of quarterback are the Falcons getting? I would say they're, again, uh, definitely uh, a tough, more more of a game manager, I guess you could say. Um, He's not going to put up like 400 yards every game, but great character, tough-minded, will do whatever it takes, you know, to help his team win games. Very athletic, was able to make some some great plays with his feet uh, rather than his arms. So um, he's still got a lot left uh, in the tank to prove. And uh, I've that's a great pickup for the Falcons. Now, I don't know if Mariota is going to be the long-term answer at quarterback. In fact, I think the Falcons draft either Malik Willis or Matt Corral with that eighth overall pick. But they moved on from Matt Ryan. He's in a better place playing with the Indianapolis. So, yeah, yeah, Brad, you, you got to watch out because uh, now the Indianapolis Colts have the quarterback that's an upgrade from Phillip Rivers, an upgrade from Carson Wentz. They have a formidable quarterback that has a good head on his shoulders, good self-awareness. He's not necessarily a scrambler, and he doesn't have the best arm, but he's got a running game with Jonathan Taylor. He's got the best guard in football with Quentin Nelson. So the Titans actually have somebody that is going to be competing with them in that division, and I'm not too worried about the Texans or the Jaguars. I think they're still going to be a mess even though the Jaguars did sign a lot of free agents, including giving a lot of money to Christian Kirk and making him a number one wide receiver. But, Brad, do you still have faith that the Tennessee Titans, even after releasing Julio Jones, that they're still the team to beat in the AFC South? Well, you you say it yourself. It's going to come down to the Titans and the Colts. I think they're tied for first now in the AFC, uh, definitely with that sign of Ryan. Uh, we have to get another wide receiver to replace Jones for sure. Robert um, Woods. And we got Woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 
And it's a great, great pickup for them. I still think they're going to do uh, a lot of work in, in, in the draft. They got A.J. Moore, a nice uh, special teams player. They got Austin Hooper uh, as well as a tight end. Um, so, you know, they, they added some pretty good pickups. But, yeah, the Colts are going to be tough. And uh, the defense is going to have to come to play for sure because uh, Ryan can, can light it up, as, as we both know. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I'm definitely excited uh, when it does start back again. Uh, the Titans of the Colts are going to be a big head-to-head rival for years to come, as, as they already are. But um, it just got much tougher for the Titans, and it will be interesting to see what happens. See, I love this. I love that we can talk about football in the off season. It's not even football season. And we've got the NFL draft coming up, and we got the schedule release. It is going to be great, and you know the AFC has just become just this gauntlet of a bunch of quarterbacks with Russell Wilson going to the Broncos and Matt Ryan going to the Colts. The Steelers signed Mitchell Trubisky. The Browns have Deshaun Watson, but where is that going to leave Baker Mayfield? What team is Baker Mayfield going to end up on? Honestly, I don't know if he's going to be a starter. I mean, he might be a good backup. Maybe the Titans look at him. You know, maybe they do look at him for a backup. Or if not, they might uh, try to get a a quarterback in the draft. But um, more than likely, I think he's going to probably be a backup. I don't know where he would start, honestly. I don't know. I can't think of a team right now who really needs a dire quarterback need. Maybe Houston. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe Houston come, comes to mind, but Baker's still a good quarterback for sure, and uh, he'll end up somewhere. Now, I like the pick that the Falcons got with Marcus Mariota. I like the fact that he is a scrambler, and he is a pretty good thrower of the football. He had a pretty good season, his second season under Arthur Smith's offense in his second season. He had 28 touchdowns and nine interceptions. He had a quarterback rating of 96. But he had some injuries. He lost his starting job to Ryan Tannehill. And then he became a backup in Las Vegas. He actually came in in relief for Derek Carr and actually played very well. I think he played himself into a contract. And I think that's why the Falcons got him on a two-year deal. I'm pulling for Marcus Mariota. I was a fan of his in college when he won the Heisman Trophy and he beat out Jameis Winston. Brad, that's going to be exciting that we're going to get Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota in the same division. You know, they played in the college football playoff, uh, Oregon and Florida State. It was Jameis Winston's uh, final year at Florida State. They were defending their 2013 national title. And Marcus Mariota outdueled Jameis and went on to play Ohio State in the national championship that year. Mariota is really exciting uh, quarterback to watch. I mean, he was for the Titans, uh, especially when he went into uh, Kansas City um, in the playoffs a few years ago and um, had a great game there. Like I said, he's a really good uh, athletic quarterback who who has a great arm for sure and he's tough because we know he's had a lot of injuries but he still comes back from those gives it all he's got he definitely has a lot more to prove and um i think he's gonna be fine for sure all right brad let's switch gears and let's talk about march madness because my bracket got completely busted when saint peter's beat kentucky i actually had a tennessee and Auburn 
both go into the final four. And, and <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about your Vols. I mean, they 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 lost to Michigan. Auburn loses to Miami. I talked about the SEC possibly being overranked in the regular season on the previous shows on my podcast. Would you agree with that statement? Do you think the SEC was overranked? Yeah, I mean, by the way, they showed up for sure. They just didn't give their best games. You know, they got into some tough matchups, and that's all we saw. All these teams beat them, and uh, Arkansas is still left, though. Arkansas, uh, you know, is still still left in, in the Sweet 16. It was a wild weekend, for sure, with the start of the tournament. Some really good games, I thought. And again, yeah, St. Peter's, that's definitely the Cinderella right now, seeing how far the Peacocks can go. I think a lot of people are pulling for them. And then with Tennessee, the Bigs just had a tough time trying to uh, guard uh, uh, Hutchinson, and uh, a lot of our shots were not falling. It was a tough game, but um, I'm so proud of Tennessee for the season they've had because they haven't won the SEC championship since 1979. And um, I'm so proud for them. It's disappointing to see them go out this early, but um, I know they'll be back in it for sure. It is time for some March Madness trivia. I hope you're ready. All right. With Gonzaga possibly being one of the favorites to win it all. And, you know, they do not have a football school. Gonzaga does not have a football team. Right. Who was the last? And I hope, I hope you don't have the computer in front of you because I know no, I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not. I'm, th- this is all my brain right here. Well, here you go. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pick your all brain. Right. Who was the last non-football school to win an NCAA title in basketball. Okay. Um, I would say. I'll give you a hint. Yeah. They reached the Final Four in 2003. They didn't win it, but they reached the Final Four in 2003. Because all of them have football schools. I mean, I mean, Canega has football. Duke has yes. football. Villanova, even though they played FCS. Georgetown, they yeah. played FCS. Right, right. They're in the Big East. Okay. I'm thinking it's not Syracuse. They have football. Wayne Wade played there. Marquette. Marquette. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. that was easy. Right. But, yeah, Marquette. <laughs> right. 1977, the Marquette Golden Eagles. They oh. are the last non-football school to win the NCAA championship. Okay, so I'm going to give you – all right, so we know that there's been three – 15 seeds to make it to the Sweet 16. Florida Gulf Coast in 2013, Oral Roberts in 2021, and recently St. Peter's in 2022. What are the two teams, two number 12 seeds that made it to the Elite Eight? Was it VCU? Actually, VCU was an 11 seed. Okay, Mara. <laughs> All right. Uh, Butler? Butler was a number nine seed or number eight seed, I think. Okay. Now, George Mason at that time, I think they were. George Mason was an 11 seed. 11 seed. Okay. So it was Missouri in 2002. They okay. were a 12 seed. And right. last year, Oregon State. Oh, yeah. Right. So looking at the teams that are remaining, because uh, we're going to go ahead and preview the Sweet 16. We have Gonzaga and Arkansas. Of course, Gonzaga has made it to the championship twice already. They're the overall number one seed. 
They have the overall number one pick that's projected to go number one in the 2022 mock NBA draft, Chet Holmgren. But Arkansas has got J.D. Note. They got some good guard play. So you got good guard play going up against Biggs, Drew Timmy, and Chet Holmgren. So it's strength on strength. But who do you got in this game? Does Arkansas keep their hot shooting alive and representing the SEC? Or does Gonzaga, who exercise demons from their game against Memphis and they're able to pull it out in the second half, do they continue their run? I think we're going to kind of see um, maybe a game like they did against Memphis because both teams were running the whole game, you know, fast, some tempo game, but Gonzaga had the depth and the strength to, um, you know, to overtake Memphis, but give Memphis credit. They played an incredible game against Gonzaga. I think it's going to come down to the Gonzaga's bigs versus Arkansas's bigs. And Timmy's a great player and Holmgren is too. And I think those two probably going to overtake Arkansas in the end. All right. Down in the West bracket, we have Texas Tech and Duke. All right. So this is going to be part of the trivia. So Texas Tech, they went to the title game in 2019 and lost to Virginia. Duke has won the championship five times. Do you remember the years? and who their best player was each time. So mm. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a freebie. So 91, <laughs> 91, Christian Leitner. Yeah. Uh, 92, Christian Leitner. The what? Uh, yeah, so pretty much Christian Leitner both years. Yes. Yeah. Um, I got gotcha. you. All right. Tell you what the three remaining years where they were in uh, NCAA champions uh, we'll start with uh, 2001. Uh, we 2001, have... and I will go Jason Williams. Yes. Got it. Okay. Jay, Jay Williams. He was the number two overall pick drafted by the Chicago Bulls. Unfortunately, he had a horrific motorcycle accident that ended his career, and he is now an analyst on Keyshawn J. Will and Max in the mornings on ESPN Radio. So I actually listen to him every morning coming into work. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. That's a little too much information, but uh, we're having fun. No, 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 no. No, it's cool, man. It's cool. All right. <laughs> Let me go to Duke school history. Oh, I just I can't stand Duke. So they just <laughs> – all right. All right. So um, – yeah. They won it in 2001. You're right. They won it in 2001. Then they won it in 2010, where they beat Butler. Do you remember who their best player was that year? Irving? Uh, Now, Kyrie Irving was not on that team. They had a bunch of NBA players. I'm I'm going to say, you know what the funny thing is about the 2010 Duke player? There's not really a player that stands out as a player that we know of in the NBA. They had Mm. had the Plumlee brothers. They had Miles Plumlee and Mason Plumlee. They had um, Nolan Smith. They had Kyle Siegler. And they had John Schneider. I mean, they... They were – the funny thing is, I don't know if they've had any uh, – I don't know if they had any All-American. That's what's amazing about the 2010 Duke team. Wow. All right, now moving on to the 2015 Duke team that beat Wisconsin. You remember that year that Wisconsin shocked the world when they upset Kentucky? I mean, that was a huge win. They beat Kentucky in the Final Four. Kentucky was the best team. They were going into that game undefeated. They had Carl Anthony Towns. They had Willie Cauley Stein. They had Devin Booker. They had yeah. such a great team. And Wisconsin, 
was able to beat them. Remember, they had uh, Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker. Well, they lost to Duke 68 to 63 in 2015. And so just take a guess on who was their best player. 2015, I'll go with Irving. Well, the thing is, Kyrie Irving was drafted in 2011. You remember, Kyrie Irving only played one year. Okay, okay. He didn't really play. I'll have to look at Kyrie Irving's college career. Oh, no, their their best player was Jaleel Okafor. Okay. He was the uh, number three pick. They had players like Grayson Allen. We all know Grayson Allen because of, Yeah, he played for the uh, Grizzlies. Now he's on the Bucks, I believe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Justice Mm -hmm. Winslow, he played for the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. So there hasn't – what Coach K has accomplished in the last couple of years with these Duke championship teams, they weren't really standout players that actually are dominating the NBA. So those teams with uh, Zion Williamson and uh, Kyrie Irving and Jabari Parker and Jason Tatum, they're, they're really not good teams. I mean, they lose in the tournament, usually in the first round. And so that's just something interesting to think about is just that the last couple of championships were improbable runs by Duke. Yeah. I mean, that just shows like it's a, a, a mainly a team, you know, how uh, Coach K was just – Bring the whole team together. It, it wasn't just one player that yeah. that led. You know, you have many other players that come sure. together. I don't know what it is about Duke, Brad. Duke is the like the most disliked team in the tournament, and I personally don't like Duke because they knocked off UNLV, my favorite college basketball team, as a kid back in 1991, and then they knocked off my second favorite college basketball team, the Fab Five in 1992 so yeah a lot of people don't like duke oh yeah i mean over the years everybody wants to beat duke you know because duke always claims they're the best you know um but it's good to see teams that match up well with them you know that play them to the final buzzer and um and hopefully hopefully we'll get some teams that do that so i'm rooting hard for texas tech in that game in the West region, and hopefully uh, Texas Tech can pull off the victory over Duke. But, you know, Duke's not going to go down quiet. They have mm-hmm. uh, Paolo Barancho, who's considered one of the top five players in uh, the upcoming NBA draft. And uh, Coach K's final season, they're going to play hard for him. So moving on to the South bracket, it's uh, over on the other side. We have Arizona taking on Houston. Houston reached the final four last year. Arizona is actually my pick to win the NCAA tournament as they have not won it since 1997. And then you have Michigan and Villanova. Interesting fact about Michigan and Villanova, that is a rematch of the 2018 national Hmm. championship game. So all these games take place on Thursday, Brad. Uh, But just looking at the first day of the Sweet 16, all the matchups. Who do you got in those games? Well, I got I got Gonzaga over Arkansas. Um, like I said, I think their bigs is going to eventually wear down Arkansas's bigs. I like I hate to say it, but I like Duke. I think since it is Coach K's final year, I think it's going to give that extra push, that extra motivation. You know, always for the players to you know to play harder, and um, I I just see Duke coming on top. Uh, over Texas Tech, Arizona is a team on a mission. They look like they're the team to beat, besides Gonzaga. And I, I got I got Arizona over Houston. And even though uh, Michigan did play uh, well against Tennessee, 
I think Villanova will beat them. I think I think it's going to come down to death there because Michigan is still kind of young. I got Villanova beating them, um, Michigan. So now let's go down to the East bracket. These games are going to be played on Friday night. You got North Carolina and UCLA. I'm picking North Carolina to beat UCLA. I'm picking Purdue to beat St. Peter's. I'm picking Providence to upset Kansas. So it's not really an upset, but I think Kansas hmm. overachieves when it comes to tournament time. And then I'm picking Miami to reach the Elite Eight for the first time in school history. The U, the Miami Hurricanes, making it to the Elite Eight to take on Providence. Brad, does your bracket look any different than mine? <laughs> well, you know, after all the crazy losses that happened, um, I would agree, but I think Kansas does beat uh, Providence. But all the other picks, North Carolina for sure. And um, I like Miami, you know, very – Watch out for Miami for sure. Watch uh, out for the Miami Hurricane. As the, the ACC well represented in this tournament. And so I'm still going with my pick. And, you know, I've shared my bracket with my other two guests on this show. I'm still going with my pick, Arizona over Gonzaga. I haven't changed my pick at all. So uh, I think Arizona wins the championship for the first time since 1997. And Gonzaga comes up just short third time that they have come up short in the last 10 years is you know Gonzaga has been a blue blood since 1999 when they upset Stanford in the second round of the tournament back in 1998 and uh what whatever happened to Stanford they used to be such a great team that would make it to the tournament every year and then they have fallen off I think uh was there uh, Montgomery their coach at the time? Yeah, Mike Mike Montgomery. Yeah, when you had, when they had him, they were you know like one of the top programs you know in basketball for sure. And um, I guess I guess after him, you know, it just it just went down. You know. All right, so uh, we we're gonna go back to some trivia, Brad. All right, you're gonna tell me some trivia. All so, right. Out of all the teams, we're gonna go ahead and start with Villanova. Mm-hmm. How many championships has Villanova won, and what are the years? I don't know the years, but I would say uh, three. Yes, you are absolutely right. right. Won three I don't know champions. the years, yeah. Three championships, one in 1985, mm-hmm. and then one in 2016, mm-hmm. and one in 2018. So they, they played Georgetown in 1985. Uh, the two championships mm-hmm. they won in 16 and 18, they were led by head coach Jay Wright. They had such an incredible four-year run. They beat Michigan. They beat North Carolina, and then they beat Michigan. And so Villanova has had a pretty good run. So the teams remaining that are capable of winning a championship. Obviously, I think Arizona and Gonzaga can win a championship. Kansas can win a championship. They haven't won one since 2008. Let's talk about Purdue. Can Purdue win a national championship? I think they can. I think I think Ivy's a really great player. You know, for sure. Um, I think I think uh, the depth and the talent will eventually come over uh, St. Peter's there. But uh, but they definitely got the squad to do it because they're a great all around team. Yeah, Matt Painter <laughs> is a good coach. They lost in the Elite Eight in 2019, and you know Matt Painter has led them to the tournament all but two years, not counting the years of COVID. He replaced <laughs> the legend Gene Keedy. They went to the Final Four in 1980. 
They lost the national final in 69. If Purdue won the title, it would be their first ever NCAA championship. So that would be a great story for Purdue. Let's talk about, okay, so Texas Tech, we know that they went to the championship game in 2019. They fell short to Virginia, but Texas Tech, another one of those schools that I remember they used to be in the spotlight when uh, Bobby Knight coached there. Do you remember those years uh, with Bobby Knight? I do remember those few years that he was there right there in Indiana. He definitely got that uh, program from a bad program at the time to a you know respectable winning program, and you know he did great work there. All right, another team. I- I'm not really counting a whole lot when it comes to Providence. I don't know uh, Providence right now. They have a tradition, a little bit of a tradition. Uh, when I think about you know their, <laughs> you know they they have Ed Cooley as their coach, and he's a good coach. They lost in the first round, in the first four, in the second round. He he led them to the tournament from 2013 to 2018. They haven't made the tournament in three years, so they're back in the tournament. But this is the furthest that Providence has made it since 1997 when they lost in the Elite Eight when they were a 10 seed. And then they went to the Final Four led by, you remember the coach in 1987 that led Providence to the Final Four? Uh, Ripetino? Yes. No. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, you, you know. And so they, they've been to the Final Four a couple of times. Right. They have right. never won a championship. So there are three teams that I think can legitimately make a run that has never won a championship. And, of course, Iowa State and Miami, they've never won a championship. You have the Blue Bloods, North Carolina, and UCLA that have multiple championships. And then, of course, St. Peter's. I mean, up until a couple of days ago, no no one even knew where St. Peter's was from. Right. So, yeah, it's good talking March Madness with you. Uh, good luck. You know, it's going to be a while since I'm going to get you back on the show because I got to go do a, a, I have a work conflict. And so uh, I will catch you back on the show in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, by the time you are on the show, we'll have a, we'll have our one shining moment. <laughs> we'll have and a new champion. We'll have a new champion and baseball you know, to start too. So we can talk right. a little bit about your finally, finally baseball. You know, we'll be able to talk some good baseball for sure. And um, I'm glad of that. What are the Braves going to do uh, replacing Freddie Freeman? Well, the Braves actually have Matt Olson. They got him in right. a blockbuster right. trade. Right, right. I got gotcha. you. So yeah, Freddie Freeman now wearing Dodger blue. That oh, uh-huh. that's just a. I know. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brad, for once again being being a guest on the podcast. As always, you're a great guest. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. I appreciate it, man. Uh, You be careful. Take care, man. And uh, and I'll talk to you later, man. All right, man. That is Brad Page. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. And don't forget that I am on the air tomorrow. And then we will start it up again. Hope everybody has a great day and I will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is broadcasted out of Columbus, Georgia, and focuses on the local and national sports scene. 
I am Richard Holdridge. If you have a sports question or if you would like to be a guest on the show, just inbox me on my Facebook page, The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, or on my Twitter feed. And as always, I hope that you have a blessed day. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdridge. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.